Welcome back to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. My name is Chuck Sipe. I'm the assistant superintendent here in Roxbury, and I'm very proud to bring this episode to you, along with all of our other episodes. But today is a special conversation about how school districts can work to establish professional partnerships that not only allows the school to enhance their programming, but also establishes community relationships that allow students the opportunity to make vital connections to the industry where they might someday move into professionally. Welcome to Schoolhouse Rocks. It's who we are. So today's conversation is a really special one. It focuses on a partnership that has been secured by Roxbury High School to enhance our structural design and fabrication program. Uh, if you're not familiar with our structural design and fabrication program, we did an entire episode on previously to discuss that. So feel free to listen to that to hear a little bit more about that program. But today we're going to really focus on a partnership that has been secured um, to enhance that program. So before we get into that conversation, I'd like to invite all of my guests today to introduce themselves. So kind of head around the table this way and then go to our guests who are joining virtually. Tell us who you are and what your role is and how you are a part of this relationship. Hello, I'm Todd McPherson. I am the area sales manager uh, at Ferguson Enterprises. My territory is the great state, the garden state of New Jersey. I have Pennsylvania and Delaware. Uh, Ferguson Enterprises is a wholesaler that joins hopefully customers, in this case students, to the trades and gets them to come out of school and hopefully get into the trade side. And if they don't elect to get into the trade side, maybe the wholesale side, which is where I reside. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. Um, hi, I'm Kim Keener. I've worked for Ferguson for probably about five years. I'm a retired school district administrator and teacher. Uh, I serve as the Roxbury School District's um, account manager representing Ferguson. I'm really excited to be here because um, I have strong ties to the classroom and to the buildings and also to the other side, the business side of this. Hey, everybody. My name is Matt Maughan. I'm the supervisor over here at Roxbury High School of Science, Engineering, and Visual Arts. Frank Kakavo, teacher of the Structural Design and Fabrication Program. My name is Kate Cinemo. I'm the executive director of Explore the Trades, which is a nonprofit focused on bridging the technical talent gap to the service trades of plumbing, heating, cooling, and electric. And my name is Maddie Sorensen, and I am the project coordinator with Explore the Trades. All right. So one of the things that I think is really exciting is in our SDF program, very quickly, we seek to afford students the opportunity to gain exposure, not only to a really amazing community-based program where they're giving back, um, but it gives them an opportunity to learn about different technical skills, electrical, plumbing, carpentry, roofing, sheetrocking, spackling, right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so this partnership, I, I want us to start by talking about how it was established. I love the fact that, um, that Kim is here because Kim really straddles the line, which is awesome, working with Ferguson and being um, a support structure for school districts, but having been a classroom teacher, which is a very unique situation. Um, as well as I would love for us to continue that conversation with Maddie and Kate about that relationship with schools, because you said something that's really critical, and it was kind of the lifeline that led us to start this program's energy, which was how do we bridge the talent gap between school districts and workforce, um, recognizing that over the last decade or so, if not longer than that, Technical education has really departed from comprehensive public high schools. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that we've been able to bring it back, and it has been so robust and successful here. Um, but as 
as industry moves more t- to a more technological computer-based format, the the accessibility for students to engage in technical education, technical education exposure, potential vocational opportunities there continue to diminish. In fact, um, Todd, you even mentioned the fact that there are many opportunities and aspects to technical career opportunities that are not the technical part. Sometimes it's Salesforce. Sometimes it's connect connections between the workforce and um, and industry. So let's. I know I just threw a lot out there, but I just want to toss that out to you guys because you all, the six of you, have been so much more involved in this relationship than I have. So I just really get to be. Ex- I'm just excited to be here to referee the conversation. Sure. Well, it probably makes sense for me to just touch quickly on on where we came from and kind of how we we got to here. Uh, it, we mentioned this in a previous episode. I know Chuck referenced that earlier, but our program really comes out of a survey done several years ago, Roxbury Reimagined, where we asked the community and, and our teaching staff and our students and, and other stakeholders what they wish we were doing in school that we're not. So uh, two answers kind of came out at uh, as the leaders in that, uh, enhancing our robotics team and their program, which we were able to do, and something in the skilled trades. So ultimately, we were able to uh, develop this program that I've been fortunate to work with the school district for the last five years in allowing students some opportunities to uh, learn plumbing, learn electrical, learn other trades-related uh, content. Uh, plumbing, though, we've really been primarily doing through our project with Mars Habitat for Humanity. So students are working on building a modular home here in the school parking lot and the plumbing that's related to that both here at the school and ultimately on site to get everything tied in. Two years ago as well, we were actually featured in a story uh, on the podcast series or the YouTube series American Plumber Stories uh, by Fister Fawcett's, and they kind of highlighted our program and, and our partnership with Habitat, and that really was kind of what kind of first got us engaged in really how do we up the ante, so to speak, on our plumbing program, which led us to uh, uh, apply for this grant actually through Explore the Trades. I applied last year, admittedly, and, and we were not selected, but we kind of fine-tuned that application process, fortunately, Explore the Trades also grew, uh, and they, they were able to present this to more schools this year, but we were ultimately selected as one of the schools uh, for this grant uh, to be able to really enhance our plumbing program. That kind of brings us to where we are today. I, I, I just, you know, I, I like when people use the royal we and share ownership and share responsibility, but I do want to thank Frank um, because he really has spearheaded that effort to secure this grant. Um, additionally, just more from an educational standpoint, oftentimes, um, students learn too frequently that failure is the end of the line. Um, not getting selected the first time, like I really just want to applaud Frank for persevering, refining that application. Learning is a growth process. Sorry, I just need to get on my educational soapbox for a second here, right? Learning is a growth process, right? We learn from our mistakes. We learn from un- unfortunate circumstances, and we get better. And this is a really great experience for that. So step one, Frank found, secured, pursued this grant. He's worked with Matt to do that. So Let's let's jump over to Maddie and Kate. So why this grant? Why are you trying to connect with schools? How do you identify schools? How do you evaluate that relationship and the progress that's getting made through the grant? Yeah. Um, so speaking on behalf of, of our team, obviously, we were happy to see Frank's name and Roxbury come through through the second uh, for the second year. And, and he's right in that we were able to expand our scope for the second year. This program began with a conversation with one of our counterparts at Ferguson, and it was was one of those conversations that happened sort of in a dream state to say, wouldn't it be awesome if we could bring the trades back into the classrooms? And so we are, and I can't 
underscore this enough, but we are so grateful for the investment and the support of Ferguson in this endeavor so that we are able to impact the lives of so many students, you know, year over year. And we're really excited about that. And the goal of the program was to say, is, was exactly what you said earlier, Chuck, in that technical and trades education has been removed from school systems all over the country. And knowing that so many students would have the advantage to be exposed to these careers and, and they just, they don't know what they don't know. And so taking this opportunity to shape a program to get hard equipment and product into the hands of students so that they can understand. You know, now we have 14 schools impacted uh, with over 1,100 students receiving trades education. So it's really, how can we identify the needs of the students? What does industry need so that we can be, you know, the conduit between both of those so that everyone is succeeding? Awesome. I mean, I love that relationship. So let's let's move over to Ferguson. I mean, you, you let's talk about that relationship. You obviously have a relationship with Explore the Trades as a, as an organization, but locally here, definitely. I mean, school districts already have a relationship. You know, little pieces of school districts that people don't understand is there's additional components, the infrastructure and the operation of a school that go beyond textbooks, right? Um, there's infrastructure, like we as an organization have plumbing needs, you know, we, we have upkeep and maintenance and things like that, that I think too frequently gets lost in the, in the educational conversations. And so we, there was a previously existing relationship, but that was more about the operation of the school district. From a selfish standpoint, I'm excited that that has that we've been able to lean into an instructional relationship as well. So let's talk about how you guys work with Explore the Trades folks and and manage that relationship with school districts and what what could be next in that relationship with schools. Like hopefully we're just starting. Um, okay, so I can kind of answer that. So I've been the account manager for this school district and many in the state of New Jersey. Um, we work very closely with the facilities department, all the different uh, areas, whether it's you know the electricians, the plumbers, the HVAC techs, supplying you know, quotes for different supplies and equipment. We offer a lot of expertise in the field as far as, you know, manufacturers that can come out and help troubleshoot different things. Uh, we've sold a few water heaters to this school district when things have gone wrong, you know, we very, you know, responsive, whatever we need to uh, assist with. Uh, so I actually had seen this uh, award on LinkedIn and I re immediately reached out to uh, the facility director and followed, you know, kind of the chain of where this whole award, um, you know, was going. Uh, we quickly linked up between uh, facilities, between the teaching staff, the uh, admin, um, to set up a quick meeting to start to see where we were going to go with this. Um, we also tied in our local branch um, in the area, our Ferguson branch manager that um, was able to, you know, give a little bit of guidance in terms of, you know, what products, equipment, supplies uh, the classroom might need. Uh, we generated a quick list and, you know, we went from there. Um, Kate, um, you know, was, was very, very helpful. She attended the meetings. Um, you know, just a lot of collaboration over the last couple months. And, you know, today Todd and I visited uh, the classroom, which was amazing. We got to go outside and see a house that the students are building. And, you know, we, we hope to continue the relationship, uh, learning more about the teacher, the program, the students. Uh, we offered to have the students come and visit one of our branches and learn a little bit more about the supplies and the things, uh, the services that Ferguson can provide. 
Uh, we're very proud to be um, a major partner with Explore the Trades. Um, I hope that, you know, who's ever listening has the opportunity to visit the website for Explore the Trades, learn a little bit more about that, more about the program, and, you know, just celebrate this. This is a wonderful thing uh, coming, you know, from a, a classroom perspective and teaching students. I was taught more culinary arts, but there's nothing more rewarding than when the kids say to you, thank you, you know, you're the best teacher I ever had because you listened to me and you helped me and I can take these skills, you know, throughout my life. I can use my hands. I can do what I want to do. No one's pressuring me, you know, to get certain grades or I can do what I truly, you know, enjoy doing and have a passion for. So it's just, it's a very rewarding experience for me um, to come here and, and to see this project going on. Yeah, and I've been working closely with Ferguson and um, <clears throat> Explore the Trades. And as you can imagine, you know, when, you, when you're awarded this grant to build a plumbing lab, it can seem very daunting at first. And you go, okay, well, how, how am I going to do this? What's the first step? Frank and I are not licensed plumbers. And how can we really get this experience to our students? Um, and Kimberly, you touched on a, a very important aspect, which is collaboration. And uh, we've had many meetings, uh, Kate, myself, Maddie, uh, Kimberly, and Frank, to kind of, you know, take this step by step by step. Um, Ferguson and Explorer Trades have been nothing but supportive in this venture, um, which, you know, sounded very daunting at first. But, you know, what, as we reached the end of the road, it's been a wonderful experience. Um, so it's been, a, you know, a great time working with all of you, establishing this relationship further. Um, and if the school districts out there listening and thinking about plumbing lab for my school, like, I don't know if I can do that. Um, you know, I would advise you to apply for this grant. I would advise you to reach out to Ferguson and Kate and Maddie, um, and uh, they will help make your dreams a possibility. So I want to talk a little bit about what's happened since the awarding of the grant. Um, specifically, go back to Maddie and Kate about, you know, there has to be some expectation of what you'd like to see in the school. And I know you've communicated, Matt, you just really highlighted the importance of the collaborative effort between us here at the school our friends at Ferguson, as well as you know, the, you guys over at uh, Explore the Trades. So that collaboration is important, but there has to be certain aspects that you want to see happen, right? There's a, a considerable amount of money as a part of this award, and so I'm going to get. I'll do my plug about pursuing grants and partnerships at the end of the of the episode. Um, but let's. I want to specifically talk about the expectations of Explore the Trade. At the very beginning, you talked about you know bridging that talent gap. So you definitely have expectations about what schools will do with your partnership. Let's talk about how you frame that out and how you hold schools accountable um, to meeting those expectations, so you can really achieve the vision that you that you have for your program. Yeah, I think um, I'll have I'll have Maddie speak to this. She has the opportunity and the seat you know, very much in the relationship building between the school and the different Ferguson branches in around the nation. So um, so I'll, I can have Maddie speak to that. Sure, yeah. Um, so a little bit kind of about like kind of the follow-up that we do with each of the skills lab locations and kind of what the information that we want to gather that's beneficial for us. Um, so we follow up with each location kind of three times throughout the year, just sending them a quick spreadsheet to say, okay, you know, how many students are enrolled in the class? You know, what's kind of the, what's their success rate? Are they choosing to pursue careers in the trades? Kind of what's the interest um, since the class has started or since the skills lab has been established? Have any new students come into the program? You know, just good, good information for us, of course both on the fundraising side and, and you know, just promoting the, the program in general. Um, because, you know, as Kate said, our main 
our you know our main mission at Explore the Trades is is to bridge the gap between educators and you know and and industry and into the trades because from a lot of conversations that we've um, had with educators, they know that, you know, they know that trades are a, a beneficial career. They know that they have students that are interested in, in going into this industry, um, but they just, you know, they need a little, a little bit of assistance, whether it's, you know, information from our website, or obviously in the case of the skills lab program, you know, we're helping them build an actual, you know, plumbing or HVAC lab in their school. Um, so we just want to kind of be there to bridge the gap. And then, you know, if, as far as the skills labs are concerned and kind of the information that we want to get out of it, you know, it's just kind of those good metrics that we can use uh, going forward. All right. I appreciate that, Maddie. Thank you for, for sharing all that information. So now that we've established that continuity of the collaborative relationship with Ferguson, Todd, I want to come to you to talk about before there was a mention to how do we provide trade exposure through the appropriate equipment? The, what does the industry look like right now? So I would imagine that you have a huge piece of that conversation, particularly as it coordinates with Frank and what we're doing here. So let, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about from, from your vantage point, you know, what steps has the school taken and how has your partner, how has your work together helped to really facilitate that overarching goal that it sounds like we all have, which is how do we provide students access to opportunities that they may know exist and may not know exist so that they can make wise choices for their future? So <clears throat> I'm going to step back a little bit. When I was in high school 100 years ago, I actually went to— It a, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I actually went to a vocational school. Uh, it was for the electrical trade, and I really had no idea um, really what the trades were at that point, and that was before I got into the plumbing industry. But when, when you fast forward, and I think how I came through a wholesaling company that sold plumbing and HVAC, at that point, again, a while ago, there were trades like in schools, and there were uncles or aunts or brothers or sisters that worked in the construction field. So it was almost normal to do that. And as I got older and had kids, that kind of shifted, Chuck, as you said. It shifted to um, four-year degree, well, maybe maybe two-year degree to a four-year degree to your master's to to this, to that. And I think the trades were uh, looked down on, frowned upon. Um, you can probably supposedly make more money doing something else. And I think where we are today trying to educate um, school districts, trying to educate children trying to educate parents that there is another life out there, believe it or not, that you can make really good money, you can raise a family, and and you can do something, as Kim talks about, good for, and I'll air quote it, society, in building a house and seeing it through. And then, hey, it's not for everybody that wants to be out in the cold weather and what have you. There's the wholesale side, which is Ferguson Enterprises, which deals with all the trades. It's just in a little bit different of a fashion, right? We're delivering goods to a job, to a homeowner, to get them satisfied with a roof over their head. And if we don't have that, right, the college is, not that there'll be nothing, but with no roof over your head, college, home, work, you know, where are we? And, and again, I think that we need to, and Ferguson is a big part of this, we need to expand and get in front of kids when they come through this program. At the end, I'd like to stand in front of them and talk about the trades that they've learned and then, hey, what's it like on the wholesale side to get the product um, to that job and finish it and complete it? 
And, you know, without knowing it, I think, you know, you just touched on a point that we discuss frequently here within the school walls, which is shifting the mindset um, that the only way to lead a successful adult life is to pursue a two or four year degree, right? Then get a master's Mm -hmm. degree and continue to go through school. Listen, the reality is that that progression of learning is valuable and really connected with certain students. It's just not connected or meant for every student. And I think like our generation of grownups were brought up in a mindset where, as you kind of said, like Mm -hmm. if you're doing a trade or some sort of skilled labor, something like that, that the value to society of that um, employment, that profession was diminished because it was seen as not being the traditional, typical, desirable route of four-year college. Uh, The truth is it's just as important, valuable as it ever was, and the probably if not more because as we continue to evolve through this this most current technological age the, there are certain things we can't automate there are certain things that require knowledgeable skilled people to do and if schools don't provide those experiences to students we're not helping to do our role in the manufacturing of society which is creating students who have had their skills and their interests celebrated and recognized and supported, although they may be different than other students' skills, interests, and interests. Interests twice there. Uh, you know, but you know, you get my point. But I think that's what this partnership starts to do for us is it celebrates and says to every kid, you're valuable, you're important. We see you, and we see your strengths, and we're going to do everything we can as a school to celebrate that. And having partners like you guys, having a partnership with Explore the Trades, having partnership with industry leaders like Ferguson really helps continue to enhance that vision for us. Because if we're saying it, that's one thing. But when we turn around, if there's nobody partnering and championing that message, it falls flat. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about that shift, because that has to be something that was in the mind when Explore the Trades worked to establish this partnership, which is how do we instigate an educational revolution where we begin to celebrate the value of a wide array of learning experiences. So is, is, am I right there, Maddie, Kate? Like, was that part of the the thinking to get that project off the ground? Yeah, I, I, I think you got it, Chuck. I think when we were, you know, sort of dreamcasting what this looked like, you know, Todd mentioned it, Kim's mentioned it. It's your, how do you wrap, how do you wrap your arms around something that has been, push to the background and how do you bring it forward and how do you make it exciting and how do you relate to the young adults who are coming up now? You know, and and I, and I think that's a challenge. And I think that uh, with the instructors that we have worked with, and obviously Matt and Frank being two of them, but what's been really encouraging is we get to see photos and we get to see videos from all of the 14 schools where this grant has landed. And I can't tell you, and Maddie will agree with me, that some of the best days that we have are when we get to see photos and videos of that. And you get to see how excited everyone is. And, and I'm thinking of one of the first schools that we awarded down in Lubbock, Texas. And, and I was able to make a site visit and, and to do a tour. And one of the students there was so excited to show me his apprenticeship card. So you think, holy cow, we are, we're doing it. And I think that's, that's the momentum we want to carry forward. And, and you just said something really important to me because it was definitely at the heart of us building this thing from the very beginning, which was one student. If we can make the difference in the life of one student, it's mm-hmm. worth it, right? You, we, you would hope to 
to impact more than one student, right? But if there's one student out there that because of your program, because of what we're offering here, because of professional partnerships like the one with Ferguson, who can say the trajectory of my adult life was positively impacted because I was valued, my interests were valued, I say success. Like, this is success. So Frank Frank and Matt talk about that because you, you're the ones working directly with students every day. Like, do we see that? How does the that valuation of students personally grow and spread, right? Because that's one of those things that you hope to get contagious. If a kid says to another, if a student, pardon me, says to another student, hey, they really saw me for who I was, they'll see the same thing out of you. They, schools, us, other schools, let's talk about that because that's, we want that to be contagious. Yeah, I mean, we talk about all the time as a staff here at Roxbury about just how wonderful this community is. I mean, we talk about it with, with our Mayor Jackie and so many other people about how great Roxbury is. And it's because we really care about our students and what really interests them. Two great examples of that real quick are a couple years ago, our program became honors. So we went from a program where, you know, like a more traditional shop-based program, which many school districts got rid of because they really didn't see the value. Not only did we see the value, but we recognized that for a group of student, not every student, but a group of student, they really like that and they really thrive there. And if they're doing really exceptional work, they should get more advanced credit, just like we would give to a honors statistics course or an honors biology or an honors really anything course. The other example I'll give, we do a really fun event we like to do for our parents and our community and our students at the end of the year where we invite them to come see the home and the project and celebrate our students and what they're doing after high school, which a wide variety of things, college, military, going into the trades or whatever it is. And last year, one of our events, uh, a student, uh, his name is James, but he mentioned that he's going to become an electrician and the community applauded. And of course they did, right? You know, everybody's excited for James and he was a great kid and that we still are, I still get to talk to him and, and have gotten to work with him. But when you really think about that, that we went from, you know, certain schools in New Jersey or across the country that got rid of programs to now our school, when a kid said he wanted to be an electrician, we applauded. And, and what a great culture shift that is that I might go so far as to say can only happen in a wonderful school district like Roxbury, although we certainly hope other schools will try to do something. But we really recognize that this community is very special in allowing that to happen. And from my standpoint, whenever I go into Frank's uh, room um, and I interact with the students, and I always ask them, you know, is this something that you do outside of school? Is something that you were exposed to previously? Because, uh, you know, they're always smiling and working and very engaged in the activity at, at hand. Um, oftentimes they say no. And I always ask, you know, is this something that, that you have an interest in the future? Is this something that you want to pursue, you know, after uh, high school? And oftentimes the answer is yes or maybe. Um, often followed with, this is my favorite class. This is a class where I get to come every day, learn a new skill. Um, I was in Frank's class last week and a student told me they're excited to go home and work on changing outlets with their family. And that now just learning that skill, they can help with their dad. And whereas if they didn't have this, they may not be interested or just not have the knowledge and be afraid to approach that. Um, and Frank, I think we also see that when we do our field trips and our site visits to different uh, facilities, you know, the students' eyes light up. They're very excited to be there and just open that door of possibilities on what exists out there for students is so rewarding. It's fantastic. So we, we've been at this for a little while, so let's let's start to bring it home. And I want to just kind of throw this talking point out there as an opportunity to invite closing thoughts from anyone around the table, which is, you know, grants, partnerships, pursuing them is um, takes a commitment of time. 
Um, writing those things is scary. Um, it's, it's certainly imposing to people who have never done it before. So I just kind of want to throw out there that hopefully we've impressed upon anyone listening the value that partnerships like this can have for schools. But maybe you have words of wisdom, either from an industry standpoint or from you know a grant awarding standpoint. You know, what, what advice would you give someone who was like, oh, I don't know anything about Explore the Trades or, boy, I saw that application and I'm not sure we're going to make the cut, so let's not even try or a school district who's thinking, I would love to have a partnership, an instructional, a learning partnership with a typical infrastructure partner like Ferguson. Like, how do we shift the needle? So maybe, and you guys, we can go around the, the room here, around the table, and share advice to people who might be thinking those things from your perspective as it impacts your relationship to this conversation. So let's let's start with Maddie and Kate and explore the trades. What advice would you give people about pursuing that relationship with you? Sure. Well, the, so we're we're coming up in to the close of our of our third year. And just a reminder for anyone listening, uh, you can visit explorethetrades.org. We have all the information there and applications closed on March 31st. But one thing I would say is, you know, to Frank's point from before, you know, the first year wasn't the right time. But I can tell you that the team who reviews the applications and Maddie's done a great job of hosting webinars for schools who are interested and just a plug that we have come one coming up at the end of February uh, that folks can register for. But I would say for anyone who feels like it could be intimidating or, or not quite sure, you know, we're, we're always happy to help. And if you have questions and let us know, and I, I think the point of this program and what we want to know is how can we help you tell your story so that we can ensure that your students are set up for success and how can we make that a viable opportunity at the school. So that would be that would be my takeaway. And um, I'll turn it over to Maddie. Yeah, thank you so much, Kate. I think you you covered, you know, all the points that I was going to share, um, you know, again, for any schools that are interested that are listening, you know, we have a, a second webinar just to kind of walk through the entire application process. Um, that that'll be hosted at the end of February, February uh, 28th. And you know, that information is on our website. So anyone can register for that. Um, and yeah, we are we are here to answer any and all questions from applicants. You know, if there are schools you know out there that are unsure, and even when they open up the applications, you know, they still have a couple of questions. You know, definitely reach out to us. You know, we're we're here to be a resource to make sure that these skills labs uh, continue. I would say just to uh, embrace the unknown, um, but to always you know strive for what is possible because that's definitely been our story here at Roxbury. Um, and to just reach out and collaborate because, you know, not only do you get help, but you also build relationships with those who can further line the line, help you out. Um, I'll just add that, you know, I've been messaging this program as much as I can throughout the state of New Jersey. Um, I encourage everybody, you know, to go to your website, you know, um, sign up for your newsletter and try to network back to the people that have been successful in this because um, they're more than willing to have conversations, to have you visit, you know, follow up. Just had to, I know we're kind of short on time, but I just want to put a pitch in for uh, the opportunities for girls and females in the program. Um, it's just amazing. Uh, when we were just visiting the house, you know, it was commented to us that there were just two girls out there and one was, you know, wiring for the outside lighting and another was up, you know, on the roof in a dress, you know, doing the shingles, you know, I just love that. So it's an opportunity for girls um, as well as boys 
Um, there's a lot of other programs that maybe Kat, uh, Kate and Maddie can, you know, touch on or send information if you have questions um, for female opportunities. Certainly within Ferguson, you know, I've been afforded wonderful opportunities as a female uh, in this field. Uh, we have many female branch managers running plumbing, HVAC, appliance uh, stores, Um the lady that actually specked out the water heaters for this building is a female. She's amazing. Um, so lots of opportunities um, and people should be kind of open-minded to that um, for those great experiences that females can have. So my last closing comment would be, Ferguson, uh, we are a logistic company selling product to construction. If people don't know who Ferguson is, we're traded on a New York Stock Exchange. Ticker is FERG. We're a $30 billion company. If you don't like the trades, please call us because we deal with the trades. And everybody here, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. All right. I just want to thank Maddie and Kate from Explore the Trades um, and, and Kim and Todd from Ferguson. I mean, great partners for our school district. They're really helping to forward our vision of the opportunities that we want to provide students, um, particularly as it pertains to less less than typical career choices, right? We want to make that typical. We want to make every possibility a reality for children, for students. And sometimes that's one student, sometimes it's a hundred students, and it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Every student's vision of where their journey heads is valuable and important. And it really is incumbent upon school districts to do everything in their power to make that work. So I'm gonna with having had said that I'm gonna pass it to Frank because without Frank, this conversation's not really happening. Mm -hmm. So Frank, lead us out of here with your closing thoughts. Yeah, I mean, really, that last thought is just get out there and try to meet people. Uh, as somebody who is not, you know, from the building trades, uh, I'm a career trained teacher. The only house I ever built was that first one we did. But how great it's been to just go out there and make phone calls and emails. And, you know, every time when I meet somebody and they find out what we do and they're like, you know what, I want to help. And they hand me a piece of paper with their cell phone on it. And they say, you know, call me, text me photos. I'm here to help. And uh, those connections only come from being out there and meeting people. But there's lots of really great people out there looking to try to support education and support what we do. All right. Thanks again to everyone who joined us. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have questions or you're wondering how you can engage in a partnership like this, um, you've just started to hear everyone here is willing to help, right? Ferguson is willing to um, discuss how they can impact instruction. Explore the Trades is an amazing partner in terms of re really revitalizing and re-engaging conversations with schools about education experiences that really do not follow the typical trajectory, and we love it here. Um, and from a school's Im implementation standpoint, Matt, Frank, and I are always available to help any school. We'll share anything we have um, because we want to see this, this idea spread through schools and really help students. If it's one student, that's one more student who knows where their life is headed, um, which is really our overarching our, our arching mission. So thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to reach out. And good luck as you continue to build your programs that meet the needs of your school and your community. Have a great day.